listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown. He's back. We, Mr. Pistol. Welcome. Yep. You're talking about me. I see. Yeah, yeah. I we're talking him, about you. We're in a room full of people, so I yeah. thought you were talking about somebody else. Yo, sorry, we sorry, are. sorry. No, we, we're talking about the man of the hour, the yeah. producer of this whole showdown. Well, we're in an entirely different environment today for our show. We are at the State Fair yes. and Livestock Show. And uh, we are not live, and I will tell you, Oh, no. uh, Matthew, uh, one, of, the illusion. one of our <laughs> one of our producers advised against going live, and I'm like, ah, we're in the middle of town. It'll be fine. I sat down to download the script, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't get anything. I like nothing. So it was a solid call. Props to the production team for recommending that. And you know, we've got piglets here. We've got uh, people. Yeah, we rabbits. Got a barn oh. full of folks. Um, piglets, yeah, baby pigs, rabbits, um, all kind. Oh, the oh. Harrisburg FFA chapters in the house. You know, if we're if we're not live, I'm tempted to just let things fly and just edit oh, it out later. So. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, no, here this, we go. This, this is gonna, gonna be, be the a wild ride. show. Yeah, the wildest show we've ever had. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. And that's saying a lot considering Jenny uh, was no. our engineer the past two weeks. Well, that's true. <laughs> now you guys were handling uh, the pigs earlier and. There was some, uh, yeah, problems, there was, yeah, there was a mishap. We'll say, uh, we we had THV uh, the vine out today. Um, Farm, Arkansas Farm Bureau did a vine takeover, so we had the entire show um, with some help from some friends, and uh, we ended the show in the barn here uh, with these baby pigs, and uh, you can see that on our social channels. Um, oh, cool, yeah, and uh, one of the pigs uh, needed a restroom break yeah. a pit stop uh, while it, we were on camera took it on camera but took it on jenny yeah well yeah and that's <laughs> yeah, why jenny actually, is not so. with us right now yeah um, so had to, go, had to go clean up but uh here we are and it's exciting there's a lot of kids out there today it's a very very uh big crowd out there right yeah it's, it was very cool this morning but i hear the weather's going to be in the mid 70s mm, that's uh right. And the fair runs from now until su- or runs through Sunday. So y- your time is ticking if you want to get out. I will tell you something. At 8 a.m., that hog barn was packed around. They they had a um, a showcase going on in the in the in the arena, and I mean there were people everywhere in there showing uh, right. for the animal showing mm. uh, portion. Wow. Yeah. Um. If you have not seen it, we did put up a uh, our we brought our PR team out to the fair yeah. for a little food preview we, last week. We tried quite a few items. We yeah we had a bracket oh. and uh, it was a tasting challenge and it mm-hmm. led to a, a unexpected I would say champion uh, Cinderella story. A number one uh, seed got upset in the final round. And I'll just go ahead and say the the number one seed is the 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 classic corn dog. Yeah, right. I mean that's that's mm-hmm. fair. There were a lot of corn dogs consumed for that video. Yeah, yeah, and I I can't remember how many. Yeah, consumed, but uh, it's a fun video. It's up on our Facebook page right now, YouTube. 
it's uh, good stuff. Yeah, and if you're headed out to the fair and you're wondering, okay, how do I prioritize my budget on fair food? I think that one would be a uh, watch that video before you come out. It'd be a good good way to, you see to what, what decide the team, what the team liked. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, most importantly, you see what won. Was it a savory or a sweet choice? Uh, yes. So you can go to our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Instagram, all that good stuff, and find that video. Uh, I hate I missed out on it this year. I, you know, I didn't get to take my sugar nap. Your sugar, yeah. your sugar nap. There is a surprise at the end of this year's video as there well. Is. Even though you weren't here, um, someone lived up to your spirit. Hello. Hey there. We have people, <laughs> people right. waving. It's nice being out. Oh, Love right. it. They think we're important, Rob. They don't keep let us up out the gig. public much. So it's yeah, nice. yeah, exactly. Um, let me see. Oh, also on today's show, Jennifer Cook, uh, the executive uh, director for the Arkansas FFA Foundation, is going to sit down at this very table and join us uh, for an interview. And that's, um, that should be interesting. That's where we are. We are in their FFA headquarters right now here yeah, and the action a lot, barn. Of, a lot of educational stuff in here right now so uh we'll find out all about that from her yeah i learned that this year is the first year they've got an exhibit on large animal uh veterinarian a topic uh that we've been talking about quite a bit um on, out on the road and on farms and uh so anyway lots lots and lots to learn about the arkansas ag industry um, well, a couple of things before we uh, jump in. I know we've, you know, we've been mentioning it. Arkansas Ag Hall of Fame nominations are coming up, open until November first. Mm-hmm. You can visit ArkansasAgHallOfFame.org, uh, and you can check out our podcast episodes, past podcast episodes. We have interviews with some Hall of Fame inductees uh, from the last class. Uh, it's a great program, and be sure if you have someone in mind, uh, you get those nominations in by November first. Yep, we'll honor them at a luncheon in March of 2023, so right around the corner, honestly. Yeah, it'll be here in no time. Uh, Ballot issues is something we've been talking about. Uh, Farm Bureau policy, we have some policy on some specific ballot issues. Uh, Issue 1, no. Issue 2, yes. Issue 4, no. You want to know a little bit more about that? We can tell you more about that if you visit Mm ARFB.com. You'll see all the details. We have a lot of material there on why our positions are what they are. Uh, And, of course, if you just want to learn about candidates and all the issues on the ballot, you can go to archelect.com. Yeah, that's it. Archelect is our headquarters, kind of our HQ for all of uh, policy issues and candidates. We have videos there of some of the candidates from earlier in the year as well. Yeah. uh, For all the major positions in the state. It's uh, very helpful. Archelect.com. Yep. So there you go. I think that's all the housekeeping business that we mm-hmm. have for the day. So why don't we um, dig into the news? And, uh, yeah, we're, we've got a few, uh, a few uh, less or a smaller amount, I guess, of, of news uh, stories today. So we can have plenty of time to speak with Jennifer Cook. Um, but anyway, we'll kick off the news this week with an update on a story we first reported a few weeks ago, the impacts of, low, of a low-flowing Mississippi River. Uh, George Jared with Talk Business and Politics provided an update on river levels and their impacts this week, and the verdict is increased pain for Arkansas farmers. Regardless of the rainfall across the Arkansas Delta last weekend, uh, the river is inching closer and closer to an all-time low. The river has stopped around 2,000 barges and about 100 towboats, according to Jared's reporting. 
there has been some relief with dredging efforts, but water levels overall have not improved, and local grain elevators are near capacity. Uh, with harvest rolling on and no ability to move soybeans down the river to New Orleans, uh, the concern uh, turns to price drops at the elevators now and uh, basis. Um, moving crops down the river is not the only concern, though. Uh, it's the time of year that many producers begin receiving inputs, such as fertilizer, and those supplies need to come up the same channel that crops uh, cannot currently travel down. Uh, as George Jared reports, the Climate Prediction Center is showing a near-normal uh, precipitation outlook for the next 8 to 14 days. The seasonal precipitation outlook is less optimistic, showing Arkansas with a below-average chance of uh, precipitation through December. Um, so we'll continue to monitor this and report back as the year moves on. Um, but rain, 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 uh, we need it to get the river up. Yeah, that's something we're going to be talking about for a while. Unfortunately, the weather is yeah. just not coming through, and the weather up in the Midwest, everything we, we need to get that, that level back up, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, moving to something else, uh, it's a little bit different, but we have talked about this issue before, and that's milk and dairy marketing. Uh, American Farm Bureau Federation just wrapped up the first of its kind uh, industry-wide federal milk marketing order forum mm. earlier this week. Uh, American Farm Bureau was joined by representatives of the National Milk Producers Federation, dairy cooperatives, processors, state dairy associations, and dairy farmers from across the country. It was a three-day event focused on how to modernize the federal milk marketing orders system. Mm -hmm. After the event, American Farm Bureau Federation and the National Milk Producers uh, issued a joint statement about what was agreed on and the need for for FMMO, FMMO, that's fun to say. Yeah, uh, you always get the good ones. I know. That statement reads, we support the federal milk marketing order system as key to fair market-based farmer milk pricing and recognize the importance of periodically updating the program to reflect changes in the dynamic U.S. dairy industry. With the last major update to the FMMM, that's... It's easy to get lost in. FMMO <laughs> system occurring in 2000. We believe it's time to consider improvements that better reflect today's milk markets. The statement also pointed out that the pandemic market disruptions highlighted the, the needs for change. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, the group said a combination of federal order price formulas, temporary market imbalances, and, uh, and demand disruptions created disorderly marketing of milk. And that that hurt producers. Mm -hmm. uh, the statement said that the groups anticipate the prospect of a hearing conducted by the USDA in 2023 that could address FMMO price formulas, including all four classes, as well as the class one price surface. And amending an amended pricing system should improve price discovery, improve the clarity of the program, continue to support timely payments to producers, and reduce price incentives to depool milk. Uh, groups that participated and signed on to the statement include the American Dairy uh, Coalition, National Farmers Organization, National All Jersey, and a number of state dairy organizations. So that was a big, a big discussion, big event, first, first of its kind. Yeah, and, and it's going to be obviously an ongoing discussion. Yeah, lots of talk that this week about this uh, in the Farm Bureau circles, and excited to see what else, uh, what else that can bring. Um, well, as we have uh, several weeks, uh, 
well, since harvest started, I guess, uh, we talked about uh, harvest updates and, and crop progress, things like that. So we'll, we'll take the time now to catch up on how harvest is coming across the state, recapping from this week's uh, USDA progress report, which was released on Monday. Uh, USDA says the corn harvest in Arkansas is at 99% complete. So we're as good as done there. Uh, cotton is 50% harvested with 100% of the bowls open for that wet weather we received last weekend. And in some cases, some severe weather causing damage to the crop. I saw some terrible pictures coming out of St. Francis County. I'm sure others were impacted as well. Uh, peanuts are 83% dug, something we covered while Brian was out. And we'll catch him out, uh, catch him up off the air at 20% harvested as of this week. Thanks again, Heath Donner, for setting us straight. Uh, rice is wrapping up with 95% of the state's acres harvested. Uh, soybeans are getting there with about 60% of that crop harvested. Uh, the story here will remain to be about storage until the river uh, levels change uh, and those challenges are resolved with precipitation. Uh, we'll keep an eye out and continue with the updates here. Uh, if there's a harvest story in the meantime that you'd like to see or hear, whether it be on the podcast or other, other channels that we have, please reach out. Put it in the comments, send us an email, text somebody, call the front desk, however you want to send a carrier pigeon. Just let us know, and uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you about that. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, just a quick update on another tough story we've been covering, and that's the avian influenza outbreak, mm -hmm. uh, which recently showed up in northwest Arkansas. And yes. We've dealing with that a new story to, or a, a story this week from reuters says a near record number of u.s chickens and turkeys have died in this year's outbreak of avian flu uh, as different form of the virus than farmers have battled in the past has infected more wild birds uh, that transmit the disease uh, mm. more than 47 million birds have died due to the infections and cullings this has resulted in export bans lowered egg and turkey production and contributed to record prices of these staples uh, ahead of ahead of, ahead of the holiday season, which yeah. is uh, going to be problematic. Farmers are fighting a subtype of the H5N1 strain of the virus that survived uh, over the summer when high temperatures usually uh, reduce the avian, avian flu. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's according to Rosemary Sifford, chief veterinary officer of the USDA. The same subtype is spreading in Europe, unfortunately, uh, she said in an interview, and Europe is already suffering its worst avian flu crisis with nearly 50 million poultry cold. Goodness. Uh, retail prices, meanwhile, for a fresh, boneless, skinless turkey breast reached a record $6.70 per pound last month. That's up 112% uh, from a year earlier and 14% above the previous record from 2015, according to American Farm Bureau. Turkey meat production this year is set to drop 6% from 2021 to 5.2 million pounds, according to the USDA. So yeah. that's an issue that's causing uh, problems with poultry right at a time when everybody's ready to eat some poultry, unfortunately. Simple, yeah, simple supply and demand issue there when your supply goes down because of this this awful uh, avian influenza, you know, supply goes down. And, and so um, it's anyway. It's been a year of diverse challenges, that's for sure. No uh, doubt. I will tell you, I did, I've been on the hunt for one. Uh, one of my favorite uh, barbecue YouTube channels has did uh, turkey breasts the other day, and I'm like, oh, I want to try that. And it, it's, and it took me a few weeks to find one, and I I think I paid 15 bucks. It was a bone-in breast, but uh, 15 bucks for it, and that's yeah. probably yeah eight dollar purchase all day long, you know, in any yeah. other year. But 
Well, um, it's time to take a break from the news okay. uh, for a second. We're going to uh, learn a bit about the uh, Farm Bureau membership, but also when, when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll have the interview that we, uh, yeah, we got. Talk to Jennifer Cook. Yeah, should be interesting to learn about the FFA and what they're doing here at the fair. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships to hunger relief and disaster support and much more. You can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com. Did you know your $40 annual Farm Bureau membership uh, contributes to the work being done in your local community? Well, White County students from Baldnob Middle School recently visited uh, the Peacock Farm there uh, where they learned about rice production and will receive a check from net proceeds on one acre of rice to donate to a charity of their choice. If that's something you think you'd like to support, sounds like a great idea to me, uh, consider joining or renewing at ARFB.com to support our work in your community. That's $40 for an annual membership. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us uh, here on the Arkansas AgCast. It's we, nice to have a guest. It is nice to have a guest. We've done this only once before. No, I mean, on the road, guest. Yeah, We've yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I will tell you, Jennifer and I were talking a little bit earlier, and I told her we had DQ Fields on mm-hmm. um, at O&L, and we threw a couple of trick questions at him, so I told her don't be nervous. But I'm not nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not nervous, and I, I know Dean Fields very well. I yeah. Have. And I know the answer to his your question uh-huh. was ribeye. Yeah. And I've uh-huh. actually, he's actually had supper at my house before, but he did not get a ribeye. But I will make okay. a mental note of that. <laughs> now you know. He prefers know. a ribeye. Right. Very uh, nice. Yeah. Well, let's just kick it off. How about that? Um, again, thanks for not only just taking the time to talk to us, but playing host to us for the podcast. Uh, we had THP The Vine in here earlier. I mean, we really disrupted you guys' whole day here uh so thank you f- for having us well let's um if you don't mind tell us we'll start by just sort of telling us a little bit about your role at ffa and uh how in the world you got involved in agriculture well i am the foundation director for the arkansas ffa okay. it's kind of a new position we've had a foundation since 1972 but we've never had a director mm. up until the last three years so um you know, I grew up in Lake City, Arkansas, Okay, um, yeah. actually on Cherry Street, <laughs> a single parent home, mm-hmm. somewhat government subsidized. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the ninth grade, I joined the FFA and that was just a game changer for me. Wow. Um, I got involved in my ag classes and my SAE was, uh, well, my SAE was a lot of different things, but I had a pig that I kept at Steve Cobb's hog farm. Yeah. And, you know, everything just, one thing led to another and got involved in public speaking and I was on the horticulture judging team begrudgingly. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be on the (laughs) livestock or the forestry because I was far more interested in that, but yeah. Everything kind of led me to pursue a career um, 
as an ag teacher. That was at least what I thought I would do. I have a degree in ag ed from the U of A, and from there, I actually did teach high school agriculture and then manage hog farms. Oh, wow. Um, now, um, I have successfully, somewhat successfully, um, launched three boys who <laughs> will probably have a career in agriculture. Okay. Um, my oldest is in medical school and probably will be for the next you know, 95 years of his life, it feels like. (laughs) But that's okay, too. Um, Yeah, sure. But in raising boys, obviously, they were also involved in FFA. It was Mm -hmm. Mm non-negotiable. And through that, they were required to have an SAE, just as I was. And it was beef cattle. We have live in Wooster, small Mm -hmm. cow-calf operation, and the rest is kind of history. I mean, I've never really stepped away from FFA. I've always been involved helping with um, the Greenbrier FFA chapter where my boys have mm-hmm. participated. And um, I would, they asked me if I would like to head up the foundation. And like any normal person that has no idea what that would entail, <laughs> I said yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, here I am. So. Yeah. So well, can you tell us a little bit about the purpose of FFA in the state of Arkansas? Well, for the people out there who don't know. The way I look at it, FFA is the industry of agriculture's insurance policy. If okay. we do not have young people entering the industry of right. ag, where is our food supply going to come from? Right, because far- right. farming is food. Um, farming is fiber. Farming is everything that we need to exist. And if we don't have FFA, if we're not intentionally mm-hmm. channeling students into career pathways that support this industry, right. what's going to happen in the state of Arkansas? We're the leading economic contributor to our economy. Um it's crucial for, no. for the um, for everything. I mean, Walmart is the largest food distributor in mm-hmm. the world. Where are they getting their food? They're getting it from farmers. And right. um, we've got to do a good job. We've got to have the support of industry leaders as we continue to um, make sure that agriculture remains the powerhouse in our state that it is. Okay. Yeah. You know, you make a good point. Um, we had, I mentioned we had the vine out today and Adam uh, on the Adam Bledsoe was with us and he grew up in the in an I state uh, up in the Midwest but he was we were talking about the sale um, this evening and he was saying that he sold a pig in high school and McDonald's bought it hmm. like usually we we're saying oh did somebody donate that back or whatever right. he's like no 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 McDonald's bought it and they took it like huh. it's a good reminder I love your point about Walmart you know I mean when you go through that drive-through, you're having an engagement with agriculture. That's right. You know, yeah. when you go grocery store shopping, and that's, that's what right. people tend to forget. And you don't have to be in the grocery section. You can be in the clothing department. You can be in the shoe department. You know, um, in order to have that, that's that's a that's a great reminder. Even those of us who work in the industry right. should 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 take to heart. That's right. Well, you mentioned you mentioned being a cattle producer. I think you're a first generation cattle producer. Uh, I'm curious to hear. Um, I know we all learn a lot of lessons when we when we take off into new ventures. I'm curious to to know if you have um, if you have a lesson or an impactful moment uh, from your time as a producer that you could share. I would say um, the biggest lesson <laughs> the biggest lesson I learned probably I learned my senior year in high school. Okay. Uh, we our FFA chapter. Of course, we had like a working relationship with Steve Cobb mm-hmm. with his hog mm-hmm. farm. 
But there were a group of us that wanted to show uh, beef cattle. And so mm-hmm. our ag teacher went to Texas and came back with some Salir Key cross steers that had never seen a human before. Uh-oh. Um, was, uh, <laughs> I would like <laughs> to say it was entirely a positive experience. But for me, well, there were a lot of positives. One of the things that our ag teacher required of us is mm-hmm. we had to go to the Bank of Northeast Arkansas. I remember walking through the double doors and sitting down across yeah from bank president Max Cobb and asking him for a loan. Wow. That was part of the process, asking him for a loan to pay for this um, this beef to animal. To raise this that, animal, yeah. yeah. To pay, wow. And that was good because we had no extra money. Um, and my ag teacher was good at making opportunities possible for mm-hmm. people like me. And that's kind of how our teachers are today. But I, I got the loan, did the work. It, it, the day before the show, I'm unloading my steer at the Buffalo Island Junior District Livestock Show mm-hmm. in Jonesboro, mm-hmm. which was behind Kmart on mm-hmm. Caraway Road, yeah. and his halter broke, mm. and he was loose, and he ran for the loading dock at Kmart. Oh, goodness. And yes, it was not a good experience. because The ag teacher from Cherry Valley roped him right behind Kmart, and he... <laughs> He had a heart attack and died. Oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, my. It was bad. It was bad. But um, four different farmers. So they called the slaughterhouse, which was probably taboo, but they, they yeah. said, help. This girl, I mean, I didn't, well, it was yeah. not emotional, but I was like, oh, my goodness. How that was? How do you get the, this thing out of the loading dock? Well, you know? You know? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't no, know. but I mean, that is the purpose of making that phone call. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, we had to do, you know. Anyway, yeah. so four different farmers felt sorry for me. They each bought a quarter of the beef, <laughs> and I paid off my loan, and I made $1.56. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And so, you know, the, the, um, the FFA Creed talks about, for I know the joys and discomforts of agricultural mm. life. And, you know, even now um, with our operation at home i mean i feel like we've lived through like nine droughts this summer and yeah, well, um, the cost almost. of hay fertilizer i mean right. everything is crazy so you know that's not very comfortable but there yeah. are times that you you just can't give up and i have found um when you don't know what to do, you find someone who does. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I kind of harassed my husband for <laughs> a couple of weeks. So I was like, we live in Wooster, and mm-hmm. in Wooster is um, a cattle producer named Gary Patton. And okay. He is, I'm not sure how old he is, but he has kids my age. So mm-hmm. he has a lot of wisdom. And I said, stop in and talk to Gary. Ask him, what should we do? Yeah. And, you know, he gave us a lot of reassurance and even offered ways that he could could help us and oh, goodness. so yeah. you know it's don't give up look for people that know more than you do and ask for advice yeah yeah, yeah. that's a that's a that's a great lesson learned yeah uh, well you can probably tell the noise picked up a little bit here we are yes. live i mean we are out at the state fair yes you know here uh so ffa is here every year um what does the ffa contribute here at the state fair what is your role well i mean if you go back in time why were fairs even created you know Mm -hmm. it was for people to exhibit what they've grown what they have to offer to other people if they need um, new genetics in their cattle operation or Mm -hmm. hog operation or whatever and so you know times have changed some but at the same time again agriculture is the foundation of all things i've heard it said um 
P.J. Haney, I think, said this. Without agriculture, there is no culture. Yeah, so, yeah. he's famous um, for saying yeah, that. Yeah, I sure. love that. And I think that, you know, we have a lot of people come through here that are maybe inner city that are far removed from agriculture, mm-hmm. from the way we raise food and, um, you know, cotton what you know hello you're Mm -hmm. wearing it and so many people don't put two and two together and so ffa's presence here is so important for people to understand a little bit more about where their food and their fiber comes from and i'm glad that we get to um, provide this opportunity for our for our kids to exhibit their projects and and then to also tell their story sure it looks like they have some fun doing it there's some races here uh we have little, we have the pigs, we have the rabbits. Uh, yeah, it's a fun opportunity for everybody, not just the people coming, but That's the people. Right. Yeah, that increase in noise was cheering for the little yeah. baby pigs, not for us. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think. Um, that's kind of how we've decided to spend our week with the fair and, and all the opportunities that we've had, whether it be this podcast, the vine, whatever that is. It just sort of promoting those agriculture um, aspects of the fair. Jenny went on the vine on Monday and sort of did this list of six things that you didn't know about the fair when you go and and hoping to promote some of these activities that we've got um we've got going on well and and to that to that end we'll have a little fun if someone had a pair of tickets a free pair of fair tickets in their hand and no connection to the farm how would you tell them to spend their time while they're out here oh i would definitely at least take a step inside the hog barn try to watch a show mm-hmm. um, i would go in the coliseum and see um, the market steer show was tuesday that's that's a big deal yeah um, you know and i would i would definitely take a spin through the ag in action because if you do nothing but even just look at the posters that farm bureaus created you can see very clearly the prominence of the ag industry in our state mm-hmm. and you know knowledge is power if we don't know and and appreciate that ag industry if if the common off the farm person doesn't see the value in it um you know we're kind of in a world of hurt so yeah that's right well and speaking of those posters there's a whole bunch i'm 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 pointing if you're if you're watching the this episode there's a whole bunch of of jobs jobs that are part of the ag industry jobs that are probably open right now and looking for someone to fill them and a matter of fact we do have an equipment uh sales um, company here today promoting just that recruiting for part of their technical training and things like that so um there is you know there's just a lot to learn just within these four walls that we're sitting in today that is absolutely right they say that um 16 dollars or 16 cents of every dollar mm-hmm. is, you could say, would go back to the farmer, but the remainder of that dollar mm-hmm. is generated from supporting industry work. Uh-huh. So you just think about all of the value chain that gets your cheeseburger, Happy Meal, yeah, um, to your kid who's hungry in the back seat. All yeah. of those jobs that come together to... As a part of that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's that's a great point. Okay, well, we can't avoid this question. This question has to be asked. All right. What is your favorite fair food? Oh, well, cotton, we are. cotton candy. Cotton candy? Oh, yes. I hadn't Not what that. I have, would yeah. have expected. Oh, no. I'm a little bit of an addict when it comes to okay. that. Okay. So we did, a, we did a fair food bracket challenge out here last week, and um, we thought the corn dog was the number one seed. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah. 
like a good corn dog, but you know. It probably is the star of the show. Yeah. But it doesn't beat out cotton candy for you. Cotton candy is the thing. No, I'm I'm a cotton candy fanatic. I really am. Have you tried anything for the first time here this week? Anything that you haven't, or seen anything that seemed odd? Nothing that I've seen odd. (laughs) Well, that's a good one. You've probably seen odd things. (laughs) I have seen odd. In the food space, (laughs) I should say. Yes, I I have seen odd. Um it isn't it isn't odd, but it's new this year, the Cattleman's Kitchen. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, years ago, there was the pork chop shop mm-hmm. outside of the hog mm-hmm. barn, and that was all my boys that were like, can we get there in time to eat breakfast there? And so yeah. it was a highlight of their time, but um, it shut down, and I don't remember who's been there the last couple of years, but we were really happy to have the Cattleman's Kitchen there, and it's supported yeah. by the Arkansas Cattlemen's Association, so that's... And they, they are really helpful for the Arkansas FFA, so I like yeah. to support them. Good eats. Good eats all yes. around out here. Well, um, I've got a last question. Rob asked about food, so I'm going to ask about rides. What do you think is the last ride? And maybe it was five minutes before you came on with us, but what's the last ride do you think that you rode at the fair? I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but it's like a pirate ship that kind of swing. Oh, you know, uh, the, big, the swinging. Yeah, the big swing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, it's pretty fun. Do you like intense rides? Do you like the scary stuff? Oh, no. Or? I'm a roller okay. coaster kind of gal. Okay. Oh, now here, we know. But, now um, like Silver Dollar City. No. Yeah. I've tricked my husband into riding. He's like, I do not ride anything that goes upside down. I was like, well, this one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and I've been tricked it before. Does, no, so. it's good. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of that pirate ship, there's one right across from it. I think it's called Mach 3, and that is the wildest ride I've ever seen at a fair. I mean... It's the here. hang up there it's for a super little tall yeah. and oh, it's like yeah. it's, you're just spinning as the long arms go around you're just spinning upside down and then i heard matthew and shaley were going to ride it later but i'm i don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with it but um all right well hey i guess that's enough uh enough fun you've got a busy place here and i'm busy. sure needs your attention so uh we'll just say thanks uh thank for coming you. out and making the time thank you thank you to farm bureau for all you do for the arkansas ffa sure thank you again appreciate y'all all right well that was a fun uh fun and informative interview uh it's great to hear uh, and learn about a little bit more about the ffa and what they're doing out here we appreciate jennifer for doing that yeah, and you know, we've always got to put you on the spot. So if you come on this show, we are going to talk serious, but we're going to ask you some some fun questions too. So appreciate Jennifer being a good sport. Yeah. That yeah. was great. All right, Brian. Brian? What do you have for us? I'll tell you, it. You, I don't know, I'm sure you've – the first thing you did when you came back was catch up on old episodes of the Arkansas ICAST. Um, so I may be telling you something you already know, but – Well, I'd like to say I did. <laughs> Uh, well, Jenny found out about <laughs> Rob's amazing trivia skills and was amazed. I mean, seriously, she was just, like, blown away. One of the questions that she asked while you were gone, he, she, like, started excluding information. Like, yeah, it, she's like, I'm not going to tell you. There was a movie in 1973. Yeah, she yeah, basically, uh, there was a movie in 1973, and it was, vague. yeah, it was super vague, and he, like, nailed it. And she's like. Well, she she named the director, and so that oh, that's what it was, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, well, you give the director. I mean, that's kind of starting to give stuff away. (laughs) Oh, easy, he says. It's easy. I didn't say easy, easy, but you know, (laughs) I've got a few today. But you know, uh, first, I since we're at the fair and I've been gone, I want to take a turn, and I had an interview too. Oh, okay. I, before we got in here, I went around and interviewed uh, a few individuals. And, Look at uh, you being on top of I thought we could hear wow. oh, a little bit of what they had to say. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, nice. That's a good point, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. That is a major concern. Yes. Those, Lots those of those valid animals points. Or those kids on a ride. It was hard to tell. Them. Well, I, I almost did that too, but uh, it was kind of giving me vertigo. So yeah, well, uh, yeah. they do a better job than we do, frankly. So well, actually, people might have enjoyed just listening to that for the last. I, yeah. I think they probably, you know, for those that weren't able to come to the fair, I wanted them to have a little bit of taste. I wish I could yeah. give them some of the smells that we're experiencing right now, but I uh, can't be, do that. Yeah, depending but, on where you are, that would be great or, yes. or really bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for the scratch and sniff version of video uh, to, to come available. Um, but uh, let's see. Drum roll. A couple things. Uh, on this day in 1803, okay. the Senate ratified this purchase. Louisiana. Louisiana. There you go. Yeah. Louisiana purchase. See, you kind of gave it away. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. You, were, yeah. you didn't really want to read the purchase. I did not. Yeah. I did not. I I wanted to see if you knew it. Uh, This general said uh, that he shall return, and 30 months later, on this date, in 1944, he returned to the Philippines. MacArthur? There you go. Mm. Um, And the 31st president in 1964 died in New York at age 90. Who was that president? She, I don't know my presidential number by the numbers. He died in what? Do you want to cheat? What what year was it that he? He one? died in '64. Mm. Eisenhower? Yeah. Nope. H H. Uh, Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. There you go. <laughs> he wasn't even a president. So, Herbert Hoover, yes. And uh, everyone's favorite. On this yeah. day in uh, 2011. Old Herbie Hoover. This is just this is a new show where you get the initials of a president. Well, yeah. Yes, their first and last name. On this day, good one, by the way, you want to stump yeah. me? It's like when did this yeah. guy die? Yeah. Uh, well, this guy died. Um, uh oh. <laughs> uh, but it was during the. Uh, it was during. He was killed by rebel troops in Libya, in his hometown. Gaddafi. There you go. And it, that was in 2011. So again, those are the elements I have today, gentlemen. I didn't. I didn't bring any entertainment stuff today, really. So. Yeah, that was. Well, I think the animal a, noises were pretty entertaining. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. That's that's what I got for you. That was excellent. Well, welcome back. It's well, so thanks. good to have you back. I tell you, we loved having Jenny here, but the podcast just isn't the same without uh, well, without our, our. I appreciate that. It was it was a good engineer. break, and I can I can attest to the. All of the numbers that you gave for harvest and, and all that stuff, because yeah. as we drove through all the states I went through, um, I was looking for corn. It was like... Did you go through our states? and All several yeah. states. I yeah. went, you know, I was in Kentucky, New York, Vermont, all the way around yeah. Luke, Virginia, back through Tennessee. Cornfields cut, cut. Really? Cut. I mean, yeah. I couldn't yeah. find corn, so... Well, anyway. Awesome. Good to know. We're, we're, we continue to tell the truth here. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful countryside. Well, y'all, thanks for being patient with us today uh, as we uh, have are live on 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 set, I, feel, I guess, as you were. Yeah, at I the feel like I've been, state, my eyes have been all over the place. At the, <laughs> yeah, at the State Fair. That wraps up the news for this week. As always, thanks for following along with the Arkansas AdCast. We are grateful for you taking the time 
to watch and listen. And remember, you can usually catch us live streaming every Thursday at 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you turn on those notifications and then uh, listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, the Arkansas iCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau and hosted by me, Jason Brown. And me, Rob Anderson. <laughs> Our show is produced by Brian Pistol, Matthew Magdafrau behind the camera today. Thank you. And uh, a big thanks to Jennifer Cook. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also you, for and being the FFA for, for, and for letting us set up in here. Yeah, yeah we, we were pretty disruptive, and we asked them to shut down the duck races. So. You want to go out with some screeching uh, chickens or something? Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. they had enough of that. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. See you next week. Yeah.